Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. Now, as a reminder, if we haven't convinced you yet, there's no such thing as trying to build something without Satan getting involved. Isn't that lovely? He's always hanging out looking for an opportunity to destroy something. And because any effort you and or the other person make to build, He's going to show up. I want you to notice something if you haven't noticed it already. In one of our sacred ceremonies where Satan's included, there's at least three times when he just shows up. He wasn't there. And then all of a sudden he's there. And he's like talking to people like, where did he come from? He's just like right there. Use that as a representation of how he deals with anything you're going to be trying to do. Now, what he's going to do is he's going to have these two sharp sticks in his hands. Okay. And he's going to be looking for opportunities to poke you and poke him and poke you and poke him. Now, I'm most familiar with what it's like to be a man to be poked. So if my wife says, what are your plans for today? I get poked right there. Like we haven't even started the conversation. She says, what are your plans for today? I get poked. And Satan says, she wants to get all up in your business. She wants to tell you what to do today. She's going to be the boss of you. And I'm all, what the? Now, as I've gotten good at this, I look at her face and I'm all, is she looking like the kind of woman who wants to be in control of me today? And she's standing there, blank face, like, I'm just asking what your plans are for today. And I'm all, I don't think she's trying to control me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she is. I promise you. She's totally trying to control you. She's asking you so she can manipulate your day and force you to do things against your will. Now, this lady all happens in like two seconds. And some of you can actually see it on his face because it starts to look like he's been eating sauerkraut or something like that. Okay, and he gets all weird looking and you're like, did someone just hit you with a frying pan? And he's all, why you want to control me? Like, I'm just asking about your day. Hello, just wanted to know what you're doing. Do you know it took me five years to figure out that my wife was asking me what I was going to do that day because she just wanted to know and not because she was playing some head game with me? So the theme of today is watch for the third person in the room because sometimes a trigger is not from what your spouse is doing, but from what you hear in your head that distorts what is being said. And yes, it almost always is from your mouth to his. I was in a large group presentation, about 500 women. And one of the women asked in full desperation, tell me how to talk so my husband doesn't get mad. What do I got to say so he doesn't get mad? 
And I wasn't prepared for the question, but I knew the answer, which is there isn't anything you can do to keep him from becoming mad if he's susceptible to the third person in the room. Because you can layer what you're going to say with so much icing and chocolate and strawberries and be as sweet as you possibly can. And Satan will still grab it and smash him in the face with it as if it's a frying pan. Okay, and you're looking at him going, how could you possibly have received it that way? Now, if the men were learning about triggers, they would call that a trigger. They'd say, you just triggered me. What do you mean I just triggered you? You asked me what I was doing today. That's a trigger for me. Really? We're going to go with me asking you what you're going to do today is a trigger for you? Well, if you think about it scientifically, if you skip the whole Satan thing, you said something and I had a chemical reaction that was painful after you said something, therefore you triggered me. That's the definition of a trigger. But if you don't remember the third person in the room that took your words, which were, may I ask what you're doing today? And he hears she's trying to control you. Is that your fault for asking what you're doing today? No. So he needs to watch for the third person in the room so he can stop. And if it's me in my early days, I, as I was practicing this, I would turn to my wife and say, I see that you've asked me a question. She'd say, yes, I have. I'm guessing you're not trying to control me. No, I'm not. You're asking this question because you're sincerely interested. Yes. And you're not going to tell me what to do today. Wasn't planning to. So why are you asking? I kind of like adjusting my schedule to adapt to what you're doing, just so I can kind of do a little ebb and flow thing. So you're not trying to control me? No. So this is an extremely slow motion version of working through a satanic attack. Nowadays, all I got to do is like a little eyebrow question mark thing, and she does a facial expression response. No, I'm not trying to control you. And then we can move on to... Five seconds later, when I get my next satanic attack, ladies, as I've studied satanic attacks on marriages, I experience as the man in the story, five to 10 times more satanic attacks when I'm in the presence of my wife than in any other situation in my life. I used to think it's because there's something wrong with her or our marriage. Now I've learned that it's because Satan's afraid if we successfully communicate, we become a very big threat to Satan as a team. When my wife and I synergize our brains, the dark side's in trouble. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and 
rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40 lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you will find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.